0: I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. No, no, no. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. Three sixty in the contract, never that. I'll just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that this that this that's jerk with the back. <laughs> in the house oh, welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com, who has not specifically requested a trade. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Maybe I have, though. I like you,
1: and I like the Locked On pa- Podcast Network. Mm, okay. I just
0: don't know if it's a good fit or not. It's something to think about. It's definitely something for you to think about and ponder. And uh, so why don't you just sit out the next couple of pods here and then we'll uh, we'll figure out what to do with you.
1: I have a sore voice. No, um, <laughs> no I, I obviously did not request a trade to from the Lockdown Podcast Network because it's impossible. it is awesome. <laughs> uh, and it is impossible. <laughs> but what a day. Uh, we continue to be on uh, Trade Watch and uh, we were ready to uh, bring you a pod pretty quick, but uh, like all the fans out there, you went all day Tuesday just hovering around your cell phone.
0: I literally just couldn't do anything today. I was trying to work on other things, work on some video stuff, work on some other things, and I just I couldn't. I just had to sit there and watch Twitter just for as long as I wasn't at work today.
1: I had so many different text conversations and a few in person conversations today. I know. I was texting you all day. <laughs> we were texting, I was texting some uh, employees at the Mavericks. I was texting uh, different friends <laughs> that were like, hey, um, some national people that, like, I, there were so many different conversations that happened today that of just like, what is going on? And that was like the main uh, thing. And But man, it, I mean, <sighs> To, <laughs> it's also super funny because it's the it's the classic twenty four hours of well I heard yes blank 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 and
0: random account saying my sources tell me like wh- who are you you have like, <laughs> yes listen and I I
1: joked on Twitter I was like hey I did some like life advice on three things basically about the Mavericks but <laughs> hey just just keep in mind where you're getting your info from. There's a lot of people, when these moments happen, and the fan base is all like excited and trying to figure it out, a lot of the people that are well-connected and well-plugged in, they're the ones that's sitting back pretty much in silence, gathering their information to, uh, to give it to you when it's accurate and ready to be delivered. Some people are saying, hey, they just jump at it, and they'll throw all kinds of stuff at you, and you just got pick and choose whether you try to believe something or not, but... We've said a thousand times there is a very select few people that uh, are as plugged in with the Mavericks and that will know uh, what is exactly going on. And those are the people to follow the Mark Steins, Tim McMahons, obviously the Woes in them. Like, they know their stuff. Like, they're national people. Um, And then, you know, Brad Townsend and um, Cato, you know, is just getting rolling all that stuff on the full time beat. So, like, those type of people, like, listen to those people. But that's almost
0: on that. And listen to us.
1: Yeah, listen to us. We throw we throw tidbits in here and there.
0: No, and, just on the uh, podcast. A of,
1: we got us. a lot of different tweets and stuff today, and it was like, hey, you guys are.
0: We uh, got some very line. very complimentary tweets today. We appreciate that.
1: Yeah, insane insane day today. I know a lot of people outside of the. Uh, uh, Mavericks fan base that has been listening to this podcast over the past day or so. Um, people that cover other teams that come to this podcast, like, Hey, Dennis and this trade stuff is obviously in the news right now. And this is their podcast. They've reached out and told like, Hey, this is, uh, Hey, we want to know what's going on with the Mavericks in this situation. So they listen to this pod and yeah, that's pretty
0: cool. Shout out. Shout out. If you're listening today, we appreciate it guys. And, uh, man, we passed our highest, you know, Mark for downloads in a single day. Uh, at 9 a.m. Central Time, yeah, <laughs> yesterday. So hope that gives you an idea of how how uh, many people are just interested in this topic right now, and it's uh, it's the biggest thing. Like Zach Lowe said last night, there's uh there's a lot of buzz. Or right, I guess that was two nights ago. Now that you're uh, listening to this on. On uh, Wednesday, but there's a lot of buzz around Dennis Smith Jr.'s name. He's the hot name right Tons now. Tons of buzz <laughs> around the uh, the trade market because before this, I mean, who was the name that people were talking about? It didn't seem like there's anyone who's really out there that was being dangled for a trade. It just seems like everybody's kind of content with where their team is, and they, you know, there's not a ton of moves to be made. Which I I feel like this happened two or three years ago, and then all of a sudden there was that crazy deadline where like ten trades got made in the last. You know, 10 Something minutes. crazy happened.
1: I mean, yeah. you're glossing over Carmelo Anthony, and you need to really put respect on his name.
0: I may be glossing over Carmelo Anthony, but all right, let's get to the let's get to the big news of the day. You ready for the big news of the day, Isaac Harris? I'm ready. I'm ready. All for it. Former NBA champion Corey Brewer signs a 10-day contract with the Seventy Sixers.
1: That's my clap, not for Corey Brewer, but for uh, Kobe Beef on uh, Twitter uh our, our buddy Doyle <laughs> shout out to Doyle this is his this is his man this is who what he lives for him and Josh McRoberts.
0: yes so
1: uh there will be a, a brewer Philly jersey heading to Doyle's apartment at some point probably
0: <laughs> um yeah there's a couple things that came out with the Dennis's junior stuff today we'll talk about that in a second the Mavericks actually play a basketball game ooh yeah. <laughs> they play a basketball game on Wednesday night, so tonight if you're listening to this on Wednesday against the San Antonio Spurs, it is a uh it's another home game.
1: Has a game felt more like being in the backseat than this <laughs> like um Yeah, not isn't... not
0: in recent <laughs> moments.
1: Yes. Um I yeah. Yeah. I mean, the trade once again, we're recording this at like 10:45 on Tuesday night p.m. and so you could be, he could be traded at this point. <laughs> uh, when you listen to this podcast, whenever it is, so it didn't happen on Tuesday up until this point, and now this is where it gets tricky because there's a game on Wednesday night. There's a lot of, um, obviously a lot of storylines behind that. Of does he come? Does he show up to the game? He was at the game the other day. If he shows up to the game, there's some media, some people are going to be trying to talk to him. Is it weird, awkward? Um, if he doesn't come to the game because of his illness, um, the, <laughs> does that, he doesn't uh, want
0: to, he doesn't want to be contagious. Isaac.
1: Yes. Yes. You, you don't want to get the other players sick. And does that, is that even more of a story if he doesn't come and, uh, it's, it's going to get interesting if there's no solution to this up until the game.
0: Yeah. And there's all these reports saying this team is now backed out. The sun's backed out the other day. Apparently, uh, uh, Kevin O'Connor is saying that the Magic maybe have backed out and that there's mixed signals coming from their camp. And so who knows who's still in it at this point? <laughs> I mean, we haven't really heard anything definitive from the Mavericks. We've just been hearing from other outside sources slash um, you know, agents. And so we're not really sure what's going on. And speaking of agents, oh, man. Dennis Jr.'s agent spoke up today and at, they had, Mavericks had practice today. Dennis Smith Jr. was not at practice. Wes Matthews was at practice, for anyone else that may have saw that tweet I'm mentioning. And uh, let's talk about all that right after this. All right, Isaac, so Brad Townsend dropped some nuggets today uh, throughout the day, just about this whole Dennis Smith Jr. situation. And uh, by the way, I didn't say what we're going to do uh, during the show, but we're going to talk all about Dennis Smith Jr. So if you're not into that stuff, if you don't want to hear about it, uh, this is not the podcast for you. So, at practice today, Dennis Smith Jr. was was not at practice. He was not there. He was not in attendance. And Rick Carlisle thought that he was going to show up to practice. Rick Carlisle apparently, uh, according to Brad Townsend of the, of the paper of the Dallas Morning News, contacted Dennis Smith Jr.'s agent. As soon as, as soon as Carlisle contacted his agent, Dennis Smith Jr. called in sick. Um, I don't know but maybe that timing is just not the least cons- like, conspicuous that you could have done.
1: <laughs> okay. So you know, we hinted around on this podcast when we re- when we um, recorded this, you know, on Monday night and we talked about there's, it takes two to tango. Okay.
0: And one to wall um, and one to, floss.
1: <laughs> one to floss. It takes two to tango with this whole like situation that we're in right now. And, there for a little bit, everyone, <clears throat> all the Mavs jumped on this Woj tweet. Mavs fans jumped on this Woj tweet, and it, yes. it became a Mavericks organization bash fest. Why are they moving on so quick from Dennis? Why are they doing this? They're rushing this. I can't believe.
0: That's oh what all gosh. the national media is saying <laughs> right now, too. I listen to a bunch of podcasts and read a bunch of tweets and stuff, and everybody's saying the Mavericks are, are being impatient again.
1: Yes, and, and the whole time, we were cautioning you on this podcast saying, just slow down as
0: soon as it happened there
1: there is more to this story uh, there is it there's two sides to this story and i joked about it on twitter we ple- we pleaded with you on the podcast to just wait for more of the story came out now <clears throat> local Mav- uh, uh, Mavs fans that are really following the story and stuff I think the tone has changed just a tad in 24 hours. Uh, we told you, we say, hey, just hold it. Hold on. More of the story will come out. It's not just the Mavericks. Uh, there's a whole different side to the story that Dennis and his camp is uh, playing a role into this. And it's slowly starting to come out a little bit more. And this is, uh, I'm glad it's hitting actually uh, uh, being on the record so we can actually like, talk about it. And But yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's very clear with Brad... Uh, brad's tweets today and i mean how many times does a head coach have to talk to an agent and an agent has to tell a head coach that his player is uh sick and will not be coming to practice and what a what
0: not, a what a bad week for dennis just back to back he's got his sore back he sits out of a couple games and then he's got this illness too i mean man what kind of what kind of luck is that isaac
1: no comment <laughs> and, and yeah so <clears throat> that that whole um how carla answered that question uh, very yes that uh, very carla rick rickish with that question but it's very clear it's people are starting to understand <clears throat> that maybe this isn't all the mavericks uh, desired timeline and uh, i i think um well It's not a thing. You can see the other stuff that there was another aspect of this on Dennis's side that sped this whole thing up.
0: Yes, and that uh, brings us to the rest of Brad Townsend's tweets today. Um, Source close to Dennis Smith Jr. confirms that neither Smith nor his agent requested a trade but are open to one. Quote, he likes the organization and he likes the players. I just don't think it was probably a good, uh, and then in brackets, basketball fit. Um it's interesting language yeah, he, yeah let's talk about this tweet first he likes the organization he likes the players I just don't think it was probably a good basketball fit Um Jake Kemp said it best he just quote tweeted this and said Dennis Smith Sr <laughs> do you think that this is dad coming in and saying you know wanting the best for his son
1: no comments <laughs> no uh, <clears throat> listen, um listen there um when when we drafted Dennis Smith Jr., uh, the Dallas Morning News sent Brad to North Carolina to his hometown. And Rick, and, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Rick went too with the maps and, and all this stuff. But Brad traveled out there and met his family, <clears throat> saw his hometown, um, learned about his upbringing, all this stuff. Wrote an incredible piece. It's what Brad does the best. Brad is one of yeah. my favorite um, writers and storytellers and stuff. He formed some relationships, obviously, with that. <clears throat> Over the past year and a half, uh, I think we've seen different um, bits and pieces where Dennis's dad has chimed in and on different story, or like Brad's talked to talk about. They obviously know who Brad is. So when somebody like Brad, who's been in this business for a long time, um, tweets out a, a cl- source close to Dennis. Draw the lines how, how you close want. to tennis is this source? <laughs> yeah, draw the lines <laughs> how you want to draw them. Um, but I definitely trust uh, trust that. I think the how straightforward kind of surprised me some, mainly because <clears throat> the main <laughs> how contradictory can we get of the well, he hasn't formally requested a trade,
0: but but, <laughs> but also I just don't think it was a good basketball fit.
1: Yeah, so like the uh,
0: past tense language of like, you know, the was probably a good fit, you know. Yes, just...
1: and and like we said yesterday, um we'll see if more of the story plays out, but there are certain if we're getting very specific here, was there an actual trade demand request verbally? No. We don't know. Probably, you know, whatever. But is there actions and decisions and things that you can do? as an agent a camp and a player to verbalize that in a different manner <laughs> yes so that's where you can kind of hide behind these things of like oh did I technically request a trade no but did you do these things blank 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 to pretty much say it with your actions that this is what you want yeah in a way so that's where it can that's where it gets tricky with. You know, people all hiding kind of behind the "oh, I didn't do that," but did you? And and but these these tweets by by Brad are very um, are very
0: telling, and it goes into that second tweet that he had right after it. DSJ source adds quote: He just wants to find a place and go play. Hopefully, the right team steps up, and it's a win win for Dallas and whatever the new team is. Unquote.
1: I mean, how you can take these two these two tweets, and we I mean. Yes, how you can take these two tweets and say it's not a mutual understanding that they both want this. I mean, this is very, very, very obvious and very clear that Dennis Smith Jr.'s camp, according to Brad's source, draws the lines that they, you know, want a new team and a win-win for both sides and, and all that stuff. So He
0: just wants to find a place and go play. What? what does that even mean like he wants to go find Dennis is out there like calling other teams and calling GMs and calling you know Kevin Weltman from the the, the magic and John Hammond and being like hey guys how you doing I'd like to come play with you guys like, what let me add the, let me add a magic note to this Oh, it's Jeff <coughs> weltman sorry my brain just said Kevin Back- for some reason back when uh,
1: we just drafted Dennis and it was the first time the magic had uh, came to town to visit and play the, and to play the, uh, the Mavericks. I remember being at that shoot around and we asked Dennis in that media scrum, Hey, you worked out for the magic. You yeah. can look on Twitter and Google and stuff right now. And there's well, pictures of him yeah, in the <laughs> magic.
0: <laughs> magic fans are, are posting that workout photo of him. And, uh, Oh, yeah, him! And imagine saying it's it was destiny. Just like it's just like the Kobe Celtics things that, like when he worked up. And,
1: out and listen and listen, he said, and they're like, "How how surprised were you that they did not take you?" And he and I remember him answering that question and him saying he was just stunned. He was floored that it, you know, he didn't get drafted by the magic because he thought for sure that that's what it was going to happen. They obviously went a direction, different direction. He said, "Hey, I'm, you know, I'm blessed to be a maverick, all this different stuff." But he thought it was definitely going to happen on draft night. So, they they obviously liked him to an extent. On you know heading into the draft, they decided to go with Isaac instead, but. There is some type of that connection there. It's not like the magic were you know uh, eighth right before right before the Mavericks, and they're like, oh, okay, he could have went right before the Mavericks. No, this was six. was a couple of spots before. This isn't just a team right you know above or below the Mavericks. This is an actual team that had a need for him, expressed interest in him, made his hasn't had a need
0: forever. Yes, and this was a very point guard heavy draft, and the next season was not the next draft was not going to be point guard heavy. This draft is not going to be point guard heavy. Uh, It's just very interesting that that organization decided didn't decided to go and get a guy that at a position they already had, which we you know we talk about your whole draft strategy of you know if you're a team like that you don't necessarily pick for fit, (laughs) you know you have to try and you know get. Uh, as many good players as possible, no matter what position that they're at. But it, it was very interesting that they did not come away with the point guard in that draft.
1: Yeah, his direct quote was, I was almost certain. Yeah. I was almost certain I was going at number six. That's what he said last year, talking about Orlando. And um, he obviously didn't go there. So, yeah, I mean, <sighs> how dare you? Every- <laughs> How this you know we talked about it on yesterday's podcast about the Mavericks practice uh, that was going to take place on Tuesday and hey what what comes out of this is he going to be there he obviously was not there I thought it was very very talented <clears throat> Rick and the Mavericks keep things really really close to their chest and I thought I thought one of the biggest quotes from practice was when Rick said I expected him to be here yeah the fact that he openly said that. Um, that's telling, that's telling a lot of like, Hey, expect him to be here. But, and that he admitted that he, he talked to his agent instead, like instead of actually Dennis. And, um, yeah, we were talking on this podcast, we were talking about just between us before this podcast, uh, before we hit record. And we were talking about like, the more this type of stuff comes out and the longer this drags out. It's gonna start becoming more negative on Dennis and his camp. Yeah, it's gonna and, completely
0: uh, flip. It's gonna flip from, like you said, the beginning when this first came out. Everyone was mad at the Mavericks and they were saying, "Well, oh, the Mavericks are are being impatient and they're, you know, they're giving up on this guy. It's so young, giving up on you know this draft asset. And, you know, this guy that was drafted so high and we had such high hopes for him and everything. And and then it's just gonna slowly, slowly just flip. And the more this drags out, it's going to become like a Kawhi thing. And, you know, Dennis didn't win a finals MVP for the Mavericks, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. But he's going to come back and get booed in Dallas <clears throat> <clears throat> if now, this now, keeps now, up. Now, I want to say this. If you,
1: want to, if you want to go around, do I think that you could, if you're a fan looking at this whole situation on a macro scale and saying, who can I cast blame on? When it comes down to this specific situation, this timeline right now, and how this is playing at this exact moment, I think you're slowly starting to see Dennis and his camp has uh, played um, a way bigger part than what you would think compared to the Mavericks. Now, if you look at the bigger grand scheme of things, I can understand some fans out there saying, hey, what, <laughs> what led to this moment? And some fans, you know, talking about this relationship between Carlisle and Dennis and all that stuff and examining that and how what went wrong in that relationship or this fit over these past few months and stuff that led it to this. If you want to criticize or go that route with Mavericks and all that stuff do it your own with that, like, OK, cool, like that is your opinion of it, all that it's just with this type of situation. Um, with how this is playing out over the past 24, 48 hours um, you're seeing in these reports and stuff that um, the majority of the responsibility in this is coming from Dennis and his camp or Dennis's camp agent. Jeff skin. Wade had a great tweet last night. And when he said the a and NBA should stand for agents.
0: Yeah. and, I quote you as hey, like. Um, it's really um, the third party in all this that doesn't get talked about as much as it should. It is, and it's it's so it's
1: so difficult even in this type of situation because <clears throat> we've talked on this pod a lot of we love Dennis, we love Dennis as 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 a person and as a player and all this stuff, but you wonder like how and you'll never know, but how much of this is the agent and how much of this is Dennis. And how much of this is Dennis set back saying, okay, I give you all, all the power to tell me what to do and I'll do it. How much is this Dennis? uh, Is this Dennis saying, Hey, this is what I want. I'll make these decisions. You know, we, we just never, we never really know with that. And ultimately Dennis does have a lot of power in this because, you know, if his, (laughs) if his agent's telling him to do something, he really don't want to do, he can always find a new agent. (laughs) But, um, but still, Anthony it, Davis it de- sure did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nerlens Noel sure did. Sure <laughs> did <laughs> uh, a couple times. No, but um, but that that's where it just it, it um, I've hated these past twenty four. If we're just being real, like I, I just it, it's it's it makes you like kind of frustrated because you're just like, man, like I like Dennis, and I hate I hate that this is it's coming to this point. And if this was a clean, uh, a clean break, <laughs> if we're going medical terms, this yeah. was a clean break, and it came to the summer, or it, it was the trip. which <laughs> is tra- by
0: by all accounts what the Mavericks planned on doing.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, if it came to the summer, and we just played out a whole year, and it we like barely missed the playoffs or whatever it is, and it looked like pretty common ground by a lot of people that hey, I don't know, there's it, it still wasn't convincing stills not working, good. yeah. yeah. And it came to the summer, and this then just out of nowhere, there was just a, a bam, report. Here's a trade that happened. The Mavericks come out and, and explain it and wish Dennis the best, but this is kind of the direction. That would be the clean break, you know? And it would kind of, okay, it allows Dennis. There's no hate or backlash. There's no all this stuff. Now it's just like, oh my gosh, this is so, it's draining. You hate it because I just, I hate Um, just seeing fans just take their parting shots at Dennis right now Um, but he's kind of setting it up too and there's responsibility for him in this too and it's just this is going to dominate the team (laughs) this is all everybody's going to be asked about is what everybody's going to be talking about the game on Wednesday night reporters and media and players like it's just I I just hate that it turns into this and uh, I I will say this another thing I'm glad Luca is being left out of it for the most part and
0: it's because he's sitting in his uh, his Ferrari right now and just driving around, and what a, not caring about life. That's a, that a beautiful car.
1: But I I I am surprised that more national media and just random media sites have not tried to create something that this is Luca like pushing him out. I'm, I'm surprised because that's just what media likes to do. Media likes these narratives of like, tr- creating yeah, but tension. That, that literally
0: and, like, just has no that has no foothold at all like why would luca push him out what's the point he's not he's not threatening luca at all you know there's there's uh, there's yeah, nothing juicy there you know like well, i i, I mean, think that's I why could... they're not doing it
1: I could see somebody trying to create something and be like, oh, Luca wants to win now. He doesn't want to like he he thinks he's like really like all this different stuff, and he wants better pieces. He wants like I could see somebody trying to create something like that. It's obviously not what's happening, and I, that's why I say I that's the one thing I like about the coverage over the past twenty four hours because all Luca does is
0: go home and play Fortnite. So
1: that's very true. <laughs> it's not like <laughs> and
0: buy Ferraris. <laughs> Um, also, if you saw the video of Lucas Ferrari uh, that we both retweeted today, who was his hype man in that video?
1: Uh, was it Wes or Dorian?
0: Wes was Wes was next to the car, and Dorian was the the guy behind the camera. So mm. maybe uh, maybe Dorian has turned to a new hi- to be a hype man for, nah. for Lucas. <laughs> maybe nice that friend. should be the
1: story. It's gonna be a heartbreaking
0: moment when they're split up. Oh, that way. that would suck. That would suck really bad. Um, man. So, okay, we talked about these these quotes um from Dennis, but I, I wanna get into this Carlisle thing because this is br- being Well, the quotes from Dennis or from Brad's source, not Dennis. Right. Right, right. Dennis's camp,
1: correct. Just clarifying that. Yeah, you're right.
0: Um, I want to get into this Carlisle stuff because that is a lot of what people are talking about right now. And so let's take a quick break. And when we come back, let's uh, let's talk about what Carlisle may have to do in all of this. So a lot of people have brought up this whole idea of, okay, if this is Carlisle's fault. Another point guard bites the dust for Rick Carlisle. I think even Brad Townsend himself has written that on the Dallas Morning News blog uh, today. And so... Is this a case of another point guard, you know, goes down? Jason Kidd had a problem with him, Rondo had a problem with him, we had the Monte Ellis issues with him, we had the, the Roddy B stuff and everything. And so is this just another point guard that can't play with Rick? And that Rick is just gonna throw out another, you know, young, aspiring point guard. Okay.
1: This one's hard. <laughs> I didn't know we were gonna go down the Rick route. So it it's Um, you know, this I'll go down the Rick route. You know, it's harder for me to talk. It's harder for Isaac. but, But, but I will say, no, 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 I will say this. I will say this. I think it's different than the other situations because I think this is more about the fit with Luca than it is about Rick and Dennis because Rick's, Rick's tensions with point guards in the past dealt with the control, the micromanaging, the, the The tension was Rondo and, and the the with Jason Kidds in the past and stuff like that.
0: Guys that already point, knew what they were doing.
1: Yeah, point guards <laughs> run the show. Like yeah. we we know this. But then you have a coach like Rick that is a wizard, a brilliant guy, and all this stuff. That hey, this is how I want to run the stuff. And <clears throat> you see Rick all the time saying, uh, you know, calling out plays and telling them what to run, like all this different stuff. I don't think it's like we're not asking Dennis to be that. We're like. The Mavericks won. They're we're past that point. Like they're not asking Dennis to be a Jason Kidd, a, a Rondo, or something like that. They're not asking him to run the show. I almost think it's the exact opposite to where I think Dennis and his camp want him to run the show, but he's not going to get yeah, the run the show because chance, Luke is here. So I think it's I. I there is a history that if you want to go down, go going back to um I don't I think I wrote about this for fan-sided, I'm pretty sure I did to where I detailed out um, Rick's past in Detroit, yeah, yeah, I in Indiana, that. and um, some different examples over the years dating back to his early days in coaching of just his relationships with players and stuff like that. But I don't think it's more of that. I think it has to do with Luka. If Luka wasn't here, here's the thing. If Luka wasn't here and we had Bamba and this situation right now happens, then that's all valid. Because he's still running the show. He's an actual point If you have Dennis guard. and
0: Bamba. Just, yeah, yeah. If we Bamba had Dennis and
1: Bamba and, like, all that stuff, and this situation exactly happened, then that would be the primary focus, in my opinion, would be Rick and Dennis and why it didn't work. But this is more about his fit with Luca and playing off the ball than, than that, in my opinion.
0: And up until now, Carlisle, it seems like he's done everything right. He's supported Dennis. He's encouraged Dennis. He is, you know – Visited him when he was first drafted. He tried to. It feels like he tried to do as much as he could to to try and cultivate that relationship. Uh, he was always behind him. He believed in him. I, I've seen reports saying that the the Carlisle and the Mavericks still believe in Dennis. You know, I think that came out with the Mark Stein stuff a couple weeks ago. But um, yeah, it just it this is that's not the the primary problem with Dennis. Uh, is is not how Rick is using him. It's how Rick kind of has to use him now because if he used Dennis the way that Dennis would want to be used and the way that Dennis would probably be optimally used, we've talked about this idea too, is that do you do you take your best player and put them in the position to succeed, you know, to make them play as, as optimally as possible or do you kind of push that player to into a role that's not as optimal to maximize the potential of, of another player that's not as good. <laughs> you know, it's just the thing that yeah. you have to worry about in the NBA and fits and all this stuff and that's why we talk about fits so much. And so Dennis was pushed to that suboptimal role and I, because Luka is just so good. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it really has it's changed so much and we kind of we speculated about this all summer and we, I just didn't think that it would come to this and it didn't come to Dennis pushing his way out this early too. not even like not Dennis's camp is not even giving this time to try and figure out.
1: Yeah. And that's what a lot of people say right now. Like, Hey, we knew this would be in question. We just didn't think it would happen this quick. And I think the Mavericks would reply me neither. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and so like, uh, um, but you know, me neither to an extent. And we don't know exactly either. Even though Dennis start, well, okay, I don't want to, um, we don't know how the JJ thing, JJ injury changed some things. Now I have, I honestly, I know there's a lot of times I do like cryptic tweets or <laughs> I'll say like cryptic things on a podcast and you read between the lines and this is not one of those things. Is there a world in which they approach Dennis about coming off the bench? Yeah. With JJ being out, and that was something in his camp was like, "Whoa, no! <laughs> like
0: we, like really, we we we've done that. this. We've pl- we tried to play defense. We've tried to you know play off ball. Now <laughs> you're now you're asking to come off the bench. It's too much. Yes, you know we think
1: he you know he can be better at that and and Riffle right so. I mean, he could go to Orlando and run the show, and I, I think he'd be fine. But um, we don't know that. We don't know. These conversations that are going on behind the scenes, and rightfully, a lot of these times we shouldn't know. Like,
0: no matter how mad we want to, as fans, well, ten years ago we didn't know any of this stuff ever.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that that's the you know there there's a lot of stuff that's going to play out over these next uh, day. You know, I I joked with somebody today. I was like, man, these next few weeks is going to determine a ton for the Mavericks' future, short term. You know, as far as what direction the deal is massive. And that guy wrote back and said uh, weeks, uh, pr- probably days. And then I wrote back and said maybe hours. <laughs> um, so uh, that's what's crazy because it could happen. Uh, it could happen really at any moment. At this point, Cause it, it's it, it's past the point of no return. At this point, I
0: mean for for the most part, as Dennis played his last game in a Mavericks uniform, I
1: believe so. Yeah, so, I believe so.
0: So uh, Dennis. Is- I would say-
1: I would say it's in the ninety percent. You know, you never want to say never. There's still crazy things that happen in the NBA, but um, yeah, and, there, and there's too many people plugged in. I mean, that are uh, saying that this is what it's headed down to. I just with with this stuff coming out, you just have to think of does has the trade offers just went down. You know, has his value went down? Is it? Are you looking at pennies at this point because it's it's became public and do <clears throat> are other teams looking at this situation saying, hey, there's no way they're just going to hold him out or hold on to him, so we're going to try to get him on the cheap and and honestly, Dallas can't afford to get him for pennies. I mean, they just can't. That's why it's get It's stuck. They're in a stuck. They have to get something right real now. for him. Yeah, they have to. And if it's not something that can help you win now. Like an Aaron Gordon type, you know, type of player, then you at least need to get some type of intriguing prospect that you could potentially groom into something or groom into a bigger package down the road. And you can't. And this is huge for the Mavericks on what they do with with Dennis over these next few days because you pretty much lost the whole season to get this top ten draft pick two years ago. And this is a huge piece of your rebuild. And if you lose that for basically nothing or something very small, then that's a huge, uh, huge piece to this build around Luka that you're going to miss.
0: Definitely. And you start looking at cautionary tales like Anthony Davis, um, you know, and, and others, you start thinking like, and LeBron, LeBron and Cleveland, even you start looking at guys, you know, teams that were built around those guys and think, man, how many opportunities did they just squander by not surrounding them with the best talent and draft picks that they traded and things like that. So, uh, yeah, that's a a great way to end the podcast. Um,
1: but there's still a lot of trades being shot out, you know, on Twitter and stuff over the past,
0: there's a lot of time. And, um, the, a thing that I heard a lot from GMs and coaches and um, you know agents and stuff in summer league uh, when I went to the sports business classroom a couple years ago is that uh, nothing happens without a deadline in the in the NBA. Uh, GMs you know love to work around that deadline, the, the draft deadline, all that kind of stuff. Um, so this could there's potential for this to play out. Until then, I doubt that it will. Oh um, but you know, stuff doesn't we'll start stuff doesn't that. start getting moving on other people's sides until you know until then. So, it might take that to get the best deal, and I really hope the Mavericks are patient on this specifically. Um,
1: yeah, um, and and, it, and it, how crazy these standings are right now. There's still teams that's looking at this saying, "Man, we still got a couple a couple more weeks until the you know until we get right at the deadline for us to decide are we going to go north or south." We're going to try to push forward, or are we just going to try to move back? And that's where you might see some of these offers come in from teams of, (coughs) you know, skeets from NBA TV today throughout this Memphis thing. You might see a team like Memphis that says, you know what? We just can't push for the playoffs. What can we get for Conley and Mark Gasol? And if Dallas is still in that mode of saying we want to push forward, then you look at – you know, those are type of situations that might – come to fruition over these next, you know, week or so or if you hold on to him and wait. It, teams are still trying to figure. <laughs> there's still a group of teams on that middle line that are still wanting to give it probably another week or two before they decide.
0: Yeah. Well, how many teams are are there? Memphis, New Orleans can't be on that list. Minnesota probably. Sacramento. Well, I can't,
1: no, I think New Orleans is is on that list.
0: To what? To to become a seller? No, as far as like a,
1: a list, as far as being in the middle of trying to either go up or back. Are you talking about teams on the list that could could just throw in the towel? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <clears throat> teams that could throw in the towel. I mean, by all indications, people's talking about Sacramento wanting to at least push for it, but I could see a scenario in which Sacramento throws in the towel, um, and says, you know what? Who- they don't have their pick. That's true. Never mind. They probably shouldn't. I, just, um, I don't
0: think any team's on this list except maybe – and Memphis doesn't have their pick either. None of the teams um, on this list are going to want – There's
1: protections on that
0: Memphis pick. So they
1: they could possibly keep that pick.
0: There's no one on this list that wants to fall back. Phoenix? <laughs> there's nowhere to fall to. Um,
1: <laughs> you're already at the bottom. Uh, All right. We, no, I mean – well, I think there's just a couple. I mean, when you look at the East and stuff too, like what does Charlotte do? Uh, does Miami reach a point? Even though there's six right now, does Miami look at it? Um, we never we never know with Orlando what the heck Orlando's going to do. Same thing. Like Detroit and Washington is two prime teams. It's kind of like Memphis. They have big names, but you just don't like – Do they? can they afford to just go to the bottom? Would they anyway – you have to think that they would probably go up instead of down. Yeah. There's going to, and it feels like you said it before we hit recording. It feels like every year there's something that just comes out of left field. And you're like, Whoa, that's crazy. Like what if Portland just comes out of nowhere and says, Oh, CJ McCollum's going somewhere. And you're like, Holy crap. Like we haven't even seen that. Yeah. Three team
0: deal with. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, anyway, there you go. It's going to be crazy. Next few days.
0: Crazy couple next few days. Uh, man, this stuff is just so interesting and we appreciate you guys joining us along for the ride and, uh, sticking with Lockdown Mavs. Again, we had a a great day, a record breaking, record shattering day yesterday. And, uh, we hope to continue doing that and bringing you all the latest stuff, talking about it. Uh, you can tweet us as you have been my, my notifications were going wild today at Nick Van Exit at Isaac L. Harris at Lockdown Mavs. We appreciate you guys. Uh, so many Trade Machine
1: buttons. screenshots.
0: Send them all our way. Send them all. Yes. But if there's more than nine players in it, do not sanitize it
1: to I won't look at it if it's more than nine, more than nine <laughs> players. But no, seriously, cool. Uh, thanks for all the support. And uh, new listeners, guys, we, we drop a pod every single day. Yeah, so. yeah, five days a
0: week, five to six days. If there's a game over the weekend and it's a good game, we'll drop a sixth pod, a bonus pod.
1: Last year, we did a deadline dash in which we did like 14 pods in a
0: row. Should we do a uh, Dennis Dash right now? Until until Dennis gets drafted, we do a podcast every single day. Oh my gosh! Should we? Should we do a Dennis Dash? I don't know.
1: Yeah. Okay. Y'all let us know.
0: It's an unofficial Dennis Dash. I'm calling it right now.
1: And we we when we say Dash, we're talking like every single day because we normally take Saturdays and Sundays off. Yeah. As far as not dropping pods on those two days, but. Last year, two years I guess or we did a free agent one, we did a deadline dash where every single day We, we did a draft line. dash. Okay, draft dash and uh yeah, we could turn a deadline dash into a dentist dash and um we'll see. We'll see what y'all we'll are. see.
0: Guys, thanks so much for listening to lockdown mavs.